So hey everyone, welcome to a, another Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant uh, and I'm here today with Stephen Devine from Stephen Devine Personal Training. Uh, how are you mate? Good to see you. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me along today. Pleasure. Welcome to the studio. Um, as in true Brilliant Businesses fashion, we always start by you telling us your story and your journey as to how you got to where you are. I know you spent some time in the police and it's an interesting story, so <laughs> take it away Steve. What, right, okay, so um, uh, who doesn't like talking about themselves? <laughs> okay, so I spent about 13 years in the police and uh, I had a really good time, uh, experienced quite a lot of different things, but towards the end of my career I sustained an eye injury and I had trained to drive the fast cars and motorcycles and it's kind of frowned upon to drive around central London at 100 miles an hour if you can't see so well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it kind of put the, the stoppers on my uh, police career. So I used that time to retrain and uh, so ended up as a personal trainer because I suppose I liked, I joined the police in the first place to do um, more action rather than sitting behind a desk. And uh, what could be better than following that with uh, personal training and being active and uh, getting in, stuck into that. So yeah, that's sort of a, nice. a brief, very brief history of uh, police, pl uh, my, my journey through the police Excellent. and into personal training. Sounded like a perfect transition really, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, so now I know that your one of your sort of key areas is helping people in their, in their 40s over and above about training them and um, getting them through uh, into a decent fitness level. So tell us about how that works. Okay, so uh, I kind of hit the ground running with investigating all the different ways and uh, people that I might be able to train. And obviously, the big market in health and fitness is weight loss and specifically not being sexist, but women tend to be the target market for a lot of trainers. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be able to help people and identify with them and empathize with them. And not being very good at any of those skills, I thought, why don't I try and find people like me who have the same struggles as I do? So people over 40 generally tend to have, you know, quite a, a strong work ethic and they're able to focus quite well in the gym if, you know, if they're into health and fitness. But one of the things they can't do anymore is they can't recover as well as they could do when they were in their 20s and 30s. So a lot of the struggles that I see people um, in the gym having uh, who are over 40, I can identify with because I have the same struggles. Mm -hmm. And so I felt that they would be the ones that I could help the best and uh, you know give the most value to. So that's why I suppose I, I wanted to um, target that particular niche. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a, 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 you know, it's, it's a good cause. We all struggle when we're over forty with keeping fit and the exercising. <laughs> yeah. uh, I fit into that category very much too. Um, and when we spoke before, you you sort of um, I know you you concentrate on mindset as well and nutrition, um, which is a big part of it. Um, the the saying that you mentioned of knowing not doing. Um, everyone can look at YouTube videos and learn how to do things, but but if you put it into action, is is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I I'm sort of I battered that drum all the time knowing is not doing and you know a lot of people can want to procrastinate I suppose it's a, a way of procrastinating so mm -hmm. you, you study all the books you watch all the YouTube videos you buy all the diet books but basically you're putting a lot of distance between you and doing the things that are necessary to get you from where you are now to where you want to be 
And so I see things as being more action uh, orientated mm -hmm. and helping people to change habits, change their surroundings, change their environment to facilitate the changes that they want to, to bring to bear. So, you know, and knowing the constitutes, uh, the, the constituent parts of, of uh, a good diet as protein, carbs and fats, uh, fascinating, I'm sure it will be to your listeners, <laughs> is, is boring as hell to most people. Mm -hmm. And uh, knowing all about that doesn't prevent you from uh, gluttony and eating too much of them. Sure. So, so if I can figure out how to help people take action rather than stock up and all the information and not apply it, uh, then I think I'm doing a, a reasonably good job. Yeah, yeah, you're on the right road. Um, tell us a bit about the, the boot camps, because here in Tunbridge Wells, you set those up um, just before lockdown, I think. Um, how, yeah, how, well, actually, it was probably around the time of the, the lockdown when the gyms were closed. I needed yeah. to do something. Uh, again, it goes back to taking action. I wasn't prepared to just sit back and wait for things to go back to normal. I really wanted to feel like I was uh, pushing forward and doing what I wanted to be doing. Mm. So, you know, I did a lot of Zoom classes and I did a lot of uh, CrossFit via Zoom classes. And, you know, my old clients came back via Zoom classes. Uh, but I wanted to get out and about and do some sort of more uh, more in-person stuff mm. and that was the only way to do it at the time i thought it was a, a great way to get people back and active and if you weren't 100 percent confident about going back to the gyms like some of my 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 particular clients weren't very enthusiastic about going back to the gym mm. i thought i needed to have some sort of solution in place to uh help them you know get back into their fitness and not lose it completely through I don't know I mean I suppose it's not your own fault that you can't go to the gym if they're all closed no. and uh, I think a lot of people had you know problems in in uh, lockdown with what they would do but yeah it was a solution I thought at the time and that's what that was born out of yeah and on this windy blustery day today it's um could it be a challenge but you're thinking about doing something else with that that's in the plan yeah, well, yeah. I, was, I think I sent something out about uh, unless people want to learn how to swim I need to <laughs> figure out a solution to uh, bring it indoors. So I've been yeah. looking at some venues to bring it indoors and provide the same sort of atmosphere, same sort of uh, group mentality and support in an indoor environment. Because one of the things I really love about boot camp environment or group training is it provides, it's sort of bigger than the sum of its parts because you can do so much on your own, but when you are relying on other people or accountable to other people for one turning up and two the support that you get it becomes uh has a life of its own and yeah. the group members talk amongst, amongst themselves and it becomes a little bit bigger than just the trainer telling people what to do you have a group of people all on a similar sort of journey that all are experienced the similar sort of uh, growing pains that I was talking about. And mm. if you can empathize and identify with people who are on a similar same journey as you, then it's a lot easier to, um, I don't know, to, to march forward. It doesn't feel so pointless and uh, lonely, I suppose. You know, it can be relentless trying to pursue your fitness goals on your own mm. um, and it can sort of wear you down. But if you've got the support of a group of other people who are mm. like-minded, mm. then that's, I think it really helps. It's the camaraderie as well, isn't it? That's Absolutely. You know, there's some, yeah. you know, the guys have become friends outside mm. of the group and know each other be because of the group. And that's something that's really uh, a powerful thing that you 
and also gives you a sense of pride because you create that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting fact that we were talking about was um, when, you, when you're doing your personal training, you've got someone in, in front of you and they tell you what their goal is or what they want to achieve. Um, usually it's, 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 there's something behind that rather than it's just, oh, I want to get fit because I want to you know, look good. Sometimes it, to, to find the actual truth from someone um, is a challenge, I would have thought. Yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I went so far to, at one point that I really didn't believe much in doing consultations because why would you, unless you're on a podcast, tell a total stranger <laughs> yeah. uh, about your sort of your personal life and what was going on and what was important to you and what you saw yourself doing in the next five years and you know your your family situation and uh, all of that sort of stuff. So I thought, you know, it's very hard to get the truth out of people mm. in terms of what's really important to them. So yeah, everybody wants to lose weight. Everybody wants a nice six pack or a flat tummy. But why? What's that going to give them? What do they get out of that? You know, what is, mm. is it? Uh, they'll look better on holiday. They'll look better to their partner. Uh, you know, it, it's something that's more deep, deep, mm. deeply rooted. And if you can get to that reason, you have a big why for the person to pursue their fitness goals. And I truly believe that, well, hardly anybody will reveal that on the first encounter yeah. with uh, a personal trainer. So you know the 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 gap between what people say and what they do is quite important and mm -hmm. uh, along the way i sort of figured out or read and learned that you know what people say and what they think is important to them it might be something that they truly believe but if you look more closely and you see uh, where does somebody spend their time what do they spend their money on what are they surrounded by you get a, a truer picture mm. of what's important to somebody myself mm. included mm. and yes you can say that something's important to you and it might be an aspirational goal that you want the six-pack but if your fridge is full of beer and pizza <laughs> then there's a little bit of a gap between what you want mm. and you know what you're actually doing yeah 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 tell us about walking on your hands <laughs> because you're very good at that and the story behind it's quite cool uh so my first encounter my first ever client in uh in in halo gym it was uh, about three or four years ago came to me and he said he wanted to train three days a week and he wants to learn how to walk in his hands and it was kind of unheard of three days a week and you know paying my hourly rate and i thought wow this is me set up <laughs> I, I just i don't need any more clients i can just do this yeah. it was one small barrier in the way that I had no idea how to do a handstand or a handstand walk. So of course I said to the guy, yes, I'll show you how to do that. And then um, had to go away and figure out how to actually uh, manage to do it. So I spent yeah. about six months, I think, falling over pretty much every day and walking on my hands <laughs> and trying and bruising and, you know, humiliated because I looked, I was the stupid guy in the corner of the gym, just <laughs> relentlessly trying to pursue something that was clearly beyond him. Yeah. Um, but I had a couple of breakthroughs and uh, went on a couple of courses and like anything else, it sort of got a little bit easier. And all of a sudden I became totally addicted to uh, bodyweight movements and yeah. what, uh, what that represented and what it represented to me was the fact that when you're past 40 uh maybe perhaps you still like looking at yourself in the mirror and flexing your biceps but it can be really much more rewarding to see what your body can do for you mm. so the kinds of things that you can still perform uh when people or people like my dad were in their pipe and their slippers you know uh it was a, a, a different generation now 40 year olds can do and achieve a hell of a lot more than we previously would have uh, thought or believed mm. and that, that's 
part of the message that I like to be able to give to my clients that are over 40 is that to expect more from themselves. You know, you, you just because your specific number or age doesn't mean that you have to uh, re, uh, reassess all of your goals and downplay them and, you know, forget about things. You, you can still push and you can still achieve a hell of a lot. And I think that's so unfortunately that means that i have to actually walk the walk and do it myself <laughs> yeah. to a certain degree but I th you know as a trainer that shows persistence and it shows that you're prepared to put the work in to achieve something so you know why wouldn't someone else you know believe in you for that and i think that's that's yeah really good that's uh, yeah well, i yeah. think that's an important part so mm. the, the 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 magic pill or the, the magic is the fact that there is no magic right, it's yeah. the relentless pursuit on the and consistency on the basics that make things happen mm. and even mm. you know the elite guys will come to back to that it is the boring basics yeah. of nutrition the sleep the lifestyle the training mm. there is no magic pill mm. unless you're lance armstrong and then we, we all know there is a magic, magic pill, pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but forgetting last song sean the um the benefits obviously are massive aren't they so you know it's that's um really important to to get across as well well, you know, I yeah. think so because, you know, I'm not just walking on your hands, but any sort of body weight exercise mm. or anything that you do consistently in the practice, uh, and especially if it's performance orientated or uh, driven by ha having your body do some uh, amazing stuff, the byproduct is that it looks a certain way. Mm. You, you build the muscles that you need to perform the things that you do. Mm. And so your body reflects what you work at. Yeah. It might not be as uh, huge and amazing and uh, awe-inspiring as some sort of bodybuilders like uh, Schwarzenegger or whatever, mm. but in, in terms of uh, a physique that represents work, a work ethic and uh, relentless practice, then I think you can, you know, it's a, it's a nice byproduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, that's brilliant. Thanks so much for coming in today and sharing your story and sharing your, your wisdom with us. <laughs> Um, if anyone wants Steve's um, contact details, they're on the Brilliant Businesses website and also will be um, in, the, in the comment sections below. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for watching, and um, great to see you again, Steve. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Nick. Thanks Cheers. for joining. Cheers, mate. Bye.